All of us, at some time or another, experience grief. We lose loved ones. We lose other things. We all have to know how to face grief. Grief comes often unexpectedly, certainly unplanned, certainly unwanted, and it's not always easy to handle. So we need to understand what the Bible says about grief. There may indeed be somebody right now listening to these words who himself or herself is in a state of grief. I hope to help you in this broadcast and in other broadcasts that follow to not only understand but be able to meet grief God's way, to grieve as God would have you grieve. Because that's the first important thing to recognize and understand that grief in and of itself is not wrong. All of the emotions that God has given to us, he has put into us for good reasons. And there's a good kind of grief. There's a good time to grieve. Now you can grieve at the wrong time and over the wrong things. You can grieve in the wrong way, just as any emotion may be able to be distorted so the emotion of grief or pain, as the word really means, can be a wrongly distorted sort of grief or pain. But pain over a life-shaking loss of a person by death or divorce or desertion or separation, or pain over a life-shaking loss of a position, one's job, or one's position in relationship to others, or grief over one's possessions, the loss of possession. All these things can bring on grief. Some should, some shouldn't. Some should bring on some kinds of grief. Others should bring on different kinds. But let's talk about the most serious of all. Let's talk about grief over death. The loss, the permanent loss in this life of a loved one. You see, the Bible does not tell us to keep a stiff upper lip, as so often we hear. The Bible does not tell us that we should hold in our emotion of grief. The Bible never commends anyone for being stoical. Indeed, it condemns that very concept again and again. God put grief in us to grieve over those whom we have lost in death. Death is a very tragic fact that has come about as a result of sin. And we ought to grieve over the loss of one who is dear and close to us. If there's no grief, there was no love. Jesus grieved at the grave of Lazarus. We hear that he grieved so deeply that others, seeing his grief, commented, look how he loved him. Grief is a sign of love. And so the proper grief can be a very good and wonderful thing. It's painful for sin and its consequences to move into our lives. It's painful that death has to occur with all of its horrors and all of its, its pain and all of its suffering and then with its terrible loss forever in this life. It's rough for this matter of, of death to take place. But you see, 
Grief, therefore, is simply for the Christian an expression of the fact that we recognize that sin has dread consequences, that God has set forth death as the consequence of sin. In the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die, said God. And man did die spiritually. He became separated from God that very second, and he began to die physically. His body began to deteriorate. And then finally in time, each man meets that grim reaper, and he walks the corridor with him. And those who are left behind recognize afresh that God's commandment has been violated, that we are sinners under the judgment of death, and that pain and suffering and irreparable loss for this life is the result of man's first sin. But for the Christian, that isn't all there is. For the Christian, death isn't the end. Death is the beginning of something fresh and new and vital and real for the believer. And so for the Christian, Grief is not the same as it is for the unbeliever. That's what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 when he said, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. It makes all the difference in the world whether you grieve as a Christian or whether you grieve as an unbeliever. There are then, to begin with, two basically different kinds of grief. The unbeliever grieves over a loss to which he sees no, in which he sees no hope and to which he sees no solution. The Christian grieves over the loss as he grieves over the separation that he may have with a loved one who's going on a long journey for a year or two. He knows that this is not the end. He knows that Jesus Christ has thrown off the bonds of death. He knows that the resurrection of Christ is but the first fruits of our own resurrection. And the fact that someday even crying and sorrow and pain which led to death shall be eliminated, and not only those, but death itself shall be gone. Death and hell shall be cast into the lake of fire and done away with forever. No, the Christian grieves differently for the unbeliever. He has, as Paul says, not only the facts of life, he has what no other person has, namely the facts of death. We hear a lot today about people studying death and dying. They may be studying dying, but they're not really studying death because, because death has to do with heaven and hell. And it has to do with the fact that Jesus Christ has broken the bands of death. And it has to do with the resurrection from the dead. It has to do with his second coming when he who arose from the dead shall return again and with the shout of the archangel and the voice and the trumpet of God, the dead shall rise in Christ and meet him and go out to escort him as he returns to earth. Well, as I can look at this whole matter with you today, I can see hope in that. But an unbeliever can't. And hope, you see, is the anchor that keeps grief from drifting into despair. Those who have watched funerals in foreign countries where there was no Christian message, who have watched mothers jump into graves with their children in order to be with them, 
who have heard the screaming and wailing and the gnashing of teeth over the loss of a husband or a wife. Those are people who are without hope, as Paul puts it. But the believer should not grieve that way. He grieves with hope. And his hope is the hope that he has in Jesus Christ who died on the cross and bore the guilt and the penalty and the wrath of God for his sin. He knows that he someday shall be with God forever. And he knows that every loved one who knows Christ shall be there with him too. And what for those who don't? He leaves that to God's hands. Because someday he knows he will see things as, he is, as they are seen by God. And he too shall understand as he is understood. Lord, help us to face grief as we ought. For Christ's sake, amen.